boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. How, 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 how. How, 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 how. Hey, hey. What up, world? Welcome to another week and another episode here on the RJO Show. I am your humble host, RJ Ochoa. That's right. I am a staff writer at InsideTheStar.com. And this podcast, the RJO Show, is presented by Slants Sports audibles and we are having a great time i am super jacked up i have a monster in my system i feel like i could run through a brick wall and you're probably wondering why i have so much energy and that's because it is late thursday night that's right we are taping this episode of the rjo show very late thursday night after the dallas cowboys preseason loss in seattle we'll get to that in a second and uh, right after the game this is going to be the routine just so you know for the entire 2016 nfl season after Sunday night games, Monday night games, Thursday night games, I will fire up Ocho live streams that you can check out on my own personal Periscope and the Inside the Star Facebook page. We'll talk about whatever happened, talk some footyball, and we'll have a good time. And then every Sunday night, I will jump into the podcast booth, myself and a special guest for that week, where we'll talk about whatever happened and we'll have a good time. And that's kind of what we're doing right now. And later in the show, I'm going to be joined by Landon McCool of bloggingtheboys.com as Landon and I chop up some of what happened in the Dallas Cowboys uh, preseason loss in Seattle like we talked about but before we get to Landon I thought we'd do this thing Han style you and me solo and um, so if you haven't yet make sure you follow me on Twitter at RJ Ochoa check out InsideTheStar.com and all of our great work like us on Facebook you know all that and the rest of the jazz let's talk some football so the Dallas Cowboys lost their third preseason game the dress rehearsal as many often refer to it as in Seattle 27 to 17 was the final score now, you are listening to this podcast, so you know the biggest storyline from the game, and that was on the Dallas Cowboys' third offensive play. Tony Romo, star quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, went down with a lower back injury. It was pretty terrifying. I know we have a lot of Cowboys fans that are listeners, and if you're listening to this episode, it's extremely likely that you're a Cowboys fan, so let me say congratulations on being really smart. But... It was a terrifying experience to watch Tony writhing on the ground in pain, and this is something that Landon and I are going to get into later in the show, but you know, just briefly, I wanted to say that it was awful. It really was awful because you know, I tweeted this in, in sort of a joking manner. Cowboys Nation, Cowboys Twitter, we, you know, we controlled time, and in 10 seconds, we went and we relived. 2015, which was horrible. You know, we saw Matt Castle, Brandon Whedon, and Kellen Moore flashing before our eyes. And yes, have we been mystified by the glory that is Dak Prescott this preseason period? Sure, of course. But at the end of the day, and if you're thinking that Dak Prescott should be the starter of this team, let me tell you right now, this is Tony Romo's team. That is indisputable, all right? It is his team, and him going down would be catastrophic for this team. And we kind of saw that. You know, we kind of saw everybody react and everybody hold their breath. And thank God Tony is okay. He said it was the hardest hit he took to his back in five years. And I can kind of see that. If you saw the hit, you saw the play, it's really unlikely that you haven't by now. His back kind of, you know, was in an awkward position. He just kind of got crunched, and it was awful. So like I said, Landon and I will get to that. But Dak Prescott came in a little bit earlier than planned on the evening. He finished the night 17 of 23 for 116 yards and a nice touchdown to Jason Witten. And uh, it should be noted that Dak and fellow rookie, in fact, the primary rookie for the Dallas Cowboys, the fourth overall pick in the 2016 NFL draft, Ezekiel Elliott, they were the stars of this show. There's no denying that. Zeke Elliott making his preseason 
Dallas Cowboys NFL, whatever you want to call it, debut and showing the world why the Dallas Cowboys believed that he was worth the fourth overall pick. Now, he finished the night with seven carries for 48 yards with a long run of 13 yards. That's not anything earth-shattering. It is a 6.9-yard per carry, and that's pretty awesome. I mean, you know, you think about what the Cowboys can do behind this offensive line, and so, okay, you look at that metric and you say Zeke is awesome. But it wasn't necessarily the yardage that Zeke racked up that really impressed people. It was the authority with which he ran. We all know that Cam Chancellor is one of the best safeties in the National Football League, and Zeke Elliott flat out just ran him over. In fact, Cam Chancellor even had a cheap shot on Zeke and went well after the whistle and got called for a penalty on it. Zeke Elliott proved, and Landon and I are going to get into this later like I'm talking about, why the Dallas Cowboys needed him with the fourth overall pick. And then Alfred Morris came in for some nice cleanup duty, and even Darius Jackson. I mean, Alfred Morris finished with, you know, five carries for 17 yards. It's, you know, nothing special, for being totally honest. Darius Jackson, five carries, 30 yards, a nice six yards per carry average for Darius. I mean, Dak Prescott carried the ball twice for 12 yards. It was a nice game on the ground for the Cowboys. Collectively, they had 20 carries for 114 yards. Lucky White had even chipped in with one of his jet sweep plays he picked up seven yards on it and it was awesome but you know talking about Dak and talking about Zeke they marched you know down the field 81 yards against most of the starters for the Seattle Seahawks now you know like I say Landon and I will get into a lot of this this is just sort of you know you and me we're hanging out right now but the Seattle Seahawks they have one of if not the best defense on earth I mean literally on this planet they're the best defense when it comes to the professional game of football if they're not the best they're the second best you could say the broncos i don't care you could toss out the cardinals if you feel like being silly but the seattle seahawks are one of the best defenses on this earth and dak prescott and ezekiel elliott who last year were playing college football they went 81 yards on them and scored a touchdown and they showed some serious authority and you know, like I said, this is Tony Romo's team, but I think that we can take some solace in tonight. It, it, you, if you look at Romo going down as a blessing in disguise that Dak got to get out there earlier and go against the primary defenders for the Seahawks, the future is certainly bright for this team and for the position of, of backup quarterback based on the sample size that we have. Dak Prescott is proving week after week that he seems to be somebody that the Cowboys can count on in the future, and that's a good thing, especially considering the fragility of Tony Romo. Now, on the other side of the ball, the defense for the Dallas Cowboys was not that great. I mean, if we're being totally honest, they, they did manage to be in this game for a little while. You know, at halftime, it was 10 up. You think about that, that's pretty impressive that the Cowboys, without Tony Romo, were tied with the Seattle Seahawks, granted without Jimmy Graham, without Thomas Rawls, without some of their own weapons too, but they were tied at 10. I mean, that's, you know, that's a pretty big accomplishment that I would say. I mean, it was just two years ago that a lot of people thought that these two teams would be meeting in the NFC Championship game if Des Bryant had actually caught that ball, according to Dean Blandino. And, you know, it's awesome to know that the Cowboys can go up against the class of the NFC and have success. Now, in the third quarter, the Seahawks exploded, put 17 points on the board. Then the Cowboys had a late, you know, sort of trash touchdown that made the score 27-17 final. But I think that, you know, obviously we're going to come out of this game and the theme of the night is survival. We survived. We managed to dodge this incredible bullet in terms of Tony Romo and his health. But what we need to take away is that that's sort of the grit and the mentality of this team. They survived. Look at the way that they're built to win games, to play games. 
They're going to play offensively. We know that this offense is going to score. It's going to put up a lot of points on opposing defenses. On defense, this is something Landon and I will get into. They're built to survive. They're built to hold the wall. They're the Knights Watch, if you're a Game of Thrones fan. That's who they are. Tyrone Crawford is Jon Snow. All right? I can't really name any others because, you know, when it comes to Game of Thrones, I'm too distracted by the, all, the, all the cool stuff happening. So I can only really name Jon Snow. But that's Tyrone Crawford or Sean Lee. One of them is Jon Snow, the king of the north, whatever. Either way, that's what this defense and this team is going to do. And tonight, Romo coming back was sort of a microcosm of that. And I think that it, it's really cool that, you know, they're able to do that. And honestly, it's really lucky. You know, you think about this team, they've caught some breaks. And you know what? In the NFL, the Super Bowl champion at the end of it, the team that gets to hoist up that Lombardi trophy with confetti raining down on them, nobody makes it there without catching breaks. Nobody makes it there without getting lucky in the process. That's just the way it works. This is a game, you know, played by gladiators. All right, injuries are going to happen, freak things, weird calls, random moments, this, that. You know, we've seen the craziest things happen in the National Football League. So you have to get lucky. You have to catch some breaks. And I think this team showed tonight that they can do that, especially by hanging on in the first half and being tied at 10 up. Now, we're going to get to the conversation that I had with Landon McCool. It was really interesting. He's a great X's and O's guy. Him and Joey Ikes, they do the Blog and the Boys podcast. They did the Air Coriel series where they installed it, and they're great. And that's why I really wanted to get Landon in to talk about this, especially after this game, which was the dress rehearsal for the Dallas Cowboys. And so we're going to jump right into that but make sure you hang on because it's going to be a great episode all the way through i'm having a great time this is football season guys we are three fourths of the way through the preseason and only one game left so we're going to do this we're going to get back here with landon mccool from blogging the boys right after the break on the rjo show Cowboys Nation. It is officially football season. That's right. Even though Tony Romo got hurt and our hearts were held in our hands for a whole lot of time, it is football season and that means that you need to be prepared and there's no better place to do so than at InsideTheStar.com. At InsideTheStar, our team works hard day and night to bring you the best analysis when it comes to America's team. We've got game previews, post-game reactions, player profiles, bold predictions, anything and everything that you need to get ready for the 2016 Dallas Cowboys season. Join us as it's going to be a special ride and we want to do it together. Check us out on the web. Follow us on Twitter at InsideTheStarDC. Like our official Facebook page or follow us on Google Plus, Snapchat, Instagram, anything and everything else. Now let's get back to this episode of the RJO Show. Joining me now on the RJO Show is a good friend of mine. A great, uh, great Twitter follow. You can check out at McCoolBTB, one of the co-hosts of the Blog and the Boys podcast. These guys do incredible work, and I'm really proud to call them friends. And I uh, love listening to them, and I'm you know, really happy that we finally got this going. Landon McCool. What's up, Landon? How's it going, RJ? It's good to, good to hear from you, even though uh, I feel like we're both from potential cardiac uh, episodes. Yeah, this is weird. I feel like... You know, I've never done this, but I feel like we just woke up in hospital beds. You know what I mean? And we're like looking at each other, trying to understand what happened. And we're both okay. You know, we're wired up and everything. Maybe, um, maybe like a Forrest Gump, Lieutenant Dan situation. Who do you want to be? 
Well, I would definitely choose to be the one that had legs still. Oh, um, that's fair. So that's that seems you know pretty cut and dry right there. That's fair. That makes sense. Uh, not not that not that Lieutenant Dan did do some great things later in life, but I think even Lieutenant Dan wanted those legs back. That's true. And you know what, Lieutenant Dan was a great man. And uh, without legs, I think might have been a more functional quarterback than Tony Romo tonight with a bad back. I don't know if that's going too far. Well, you know, I think I think after going back and listening to what he's the uh, going back and watching the hit a couple of different times, you know, it definitely was terrifying. And then why wouldn't you be terrified? There was a hit to his back. It looked like he was, you know, sprawled out, and he was. Yeah, no, I mean, so, you know, let's talk about this a little bit. So the Cowboys coming off this 27-17 preseason loss to the Seahawks. And honestly, you know, nobody cares that they lost. It's not a big deal. The biggest loss here is sort of this, I mean, I I would call it an illusion that Tony Romo has regained full health um, and sort of this acceptance that, that he's fragile, that he, you know, this acceptance that he probably is not going to play 16 games this season and I think the severity of that was really magnified by the fact that, you know, this was really the first big hit he took, you know, since coming back. And he, he didn't just, you know, it wasn't like he just went out, you know, he, he was grimacing. I mean, he was noticeably in a ton of pain, you know, right there. And I think that's why, you know, the contingency of Cowboys Nation was, was terrified. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I understand why there's terror. I also think that we tend – I think that Tony reacted like we reacted. I think everybody maybe overreacted a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, here's the thing. Like, what we didn't – here's the th- well, here's what we didn't see on – I mean, I watched it on Game Pass, and I know that you know, there was a lot of talk about before this game, people watching this game. And so I think that's the other thing that's part of the problem is that a lot of people got this information secondhand and then saw the hit. Mm. And, and so, and a lot of people didn't see a lot of the other things that got ended up getting reported, like the fact that Tony got up by himself, right. walked without a limp back to the back to the sideline. And and I'm not sitting here trying to tamper down, you know, the fear because it's very legitimate fear. I mean, that that's absolutely there. But but I think there's not a mechanism in place to tamper this fear. Everyone's going to be out there to stoke the fear that that, that Tony's completely fragile and can't take a hit. And and maybe that is true. But at the same time. You know, I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter say, well, who cares that he wanted to come back in the game? I mean, Tony wants to come back in the game when he's hurt all the time. This, is a, this was a preseason game, and Tony knows that. Mm-hmm. Like, if Tony if Tony was super, super injured, I think even he would realize that maybe coming back in, in the middle of a preseason game doesn't have any value at this point. That it's better just to take, you know, take a knee and take it, take it down a notch. And, and that's eventually what the coaches decided. So... We'll see how it all turns out. Obviously, I mean, it's 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 half glass full, half empty with him at this point. You just don't know what to, what what's really going to happen. And if this was a real regular season game, would he come back and be able to operate? We won't know. Yeah, you know, until it happens. No, I I agree, and I'm you know respect on taking the glass half full approach. And you know, if people don't follow you, which I doubt because you're king of Twitter, they should because you're a glass half full kind of guy. Although for no reason at all, you hate friends which i'll never you know you and i are friends landon but i'll never which is ironic because it's it's very much a glass glass half full kind of show <laughs> i mean you know the idea that four or five i don't know whatever how many people are on that six damn show it's six four or five six of them 
and they're all broke and they could live in the middle of some, you know, Central Park West apartment that's 6,000 square feet. I, that seems pretty half-full to me. Whatever. So I, it, it's, it is a little ironic that I don't love that show, I guess. I can see, the, it's see that there. It's funny, but, you know, I just got off Ocho Live, the, the streaming thing I do, and, and somebody was asking about if if I thought that Tony had had butterflies about being hit. And I think that's really interesting. And you're sort of a deep thinker, um, which is why I enjoy your musings on Twitter. And do you think that there is like a psychological element to this for him? I mean, do you think that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You think, I think every, I think there's a, I think there's a part of him that, and I think that may have very well been part of what happened tonight is that he got a, uh, you know, listen, it's, he's going to get hit and, and he's going to get hits like this a lot, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not like it's, I'm not going to be the person to come here and tell you that this was like some, you know, fluke thing. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it kind of was, but it, it certainly isn't flukish in that he will not experience this hit again. Cause I'm sure he will. Cause what he was doing was sliding at, you know, forward like baseball slide and uh, Avril got him like, you know, kind of halfway between his back and his neck and to the point where he kind of folded him forward. And, yeah. and it was just one of those things that if you imagine like what, what it was like for you, you would just imagine how much your back would tighten up and then just be, you know, that, that tightening must. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, um, it's a weird situation and I think certainly understandable, you know, I feel like we all are so concerned with the status of the quarterback position and everything, but if anyone, you know, has dealt with the, the frustration behind this, it's Romo, you know? And so, but, I mean, it seems like, you know, looking again, you know, sort of at things through a glass half full perspective, it seems like, you know, this team is pretty set at this position. And set, I'm using the word set very loosely for what it's worth. But Dak came in and he looked okay. He looked like he could handle himself. And, you know, I'm curious. Let's just say, let's just say Romo has to miss a game. And let's just say Dak has to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. How confident are you? Well, I, I think, honestly, if, we, if it was one game, um, I would feel more confident if it was. You know, the thing is, is that I don't think it's as simple as as replacing Roma with Dak. Like the offense is different when Dak's in the game, mm-hmm. and that's one thing that I think has caused a lot of success. So I think, you know, if he had to come in and play just a game, I think he would have some success because he really doesn't. The Steelers don't really have any you know tape on him other than the preseason game, right. and and if the Cowboys have a special package for him, they could use that you know lack of knowledge to exploit the Steelers defense and when you talk about a run heavy game they can you know kill the clocks which hopefully would you know keep Pittsburgh's offense off the field for most of the game and that's how you hope to win but the the question is if Romo's out for like three games yeah and you know he and Dak suddenly is in there for a couple games and now people have figured out what he is a little bit more and he's still a rookie quarterback yeah of course that's that's a legitimate fear I mean that's you know there's going to be problems there but at the same time I think that that's legitimate fear for any team in this league. I think you know, if you're if you're starting quarterbacks out, you're in trouble. And if and if if the transition period for Dak gets even more accelerated than it is at this point, then he might you know he might get in there for a extended period of time this season, and he might struggle. You know, because that's that's a very real task. I mean, he's he's cleared every hurdle so far, but asking him to come in like that for an extended period of time to lead this team. Yeah, that's a tall order that barely even you know 32 quarterbacks can do in this league yeah it becomes almost impractical and unreasonable and unlikely and just generally really sad for uh for us but um you know if if the, you know 
Tony goes down for any point, it's going to be the Zeke show. And I think that either way, it's going to be the Zeke show. And so what did you take away from tonight? You know, you're somebody who, unlike our, our mutual friend Marcus Mosier, is, uh, is a big fan of Zeke. <laughs> and um, so Zeke finished the night with seven carries for 48 yards in, you know, part of Cam Chancellor's soul. So uh, yeah. what, did you th- Good part. what did you think of Zeke's debut performance? Well, I mean, I think for, for most things tonight, at least with the starters, it was a lot of, you know, and I actually spoke to Joey earlier tonight, and he he called it, it's the old Dennis Green. You know, they are who we thought they are, mm-hmm. or they thought they were. You know, it's like, it's, it, it almost across the board, and Zeke, most of all, he's, you know, elite. He played with great pad level. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's, the pad level is what I've been screaming about forever and ever, and you saw it tonight, especially against Cam Chancellor, who is known to be a huge hitter. The two of those guys got low, and guess who won? Zeke won twice and, and 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 got spun off one time and probably could have kept his balance and kept going if there wasn't a guy right there. I think you saw everything there. He Not only was he able to get low, beat, beat hard tackles, he was able to get outside on the Seattle ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that for a second. Seattle has the fastest defense in the league, and Zeke was able to beat them to the corner and get up the field for a nine-yard game when there was almost nothing there. No, for that's sure. Nothing, like, that's, that's nothing like we've seen in the, this Dallas backfield in a long time. No, and, and he did it all without the threat of Des Bryant, you know, outside. He did it all without, <laughs> without the threat of Tony Romo behind center. And, I mean, that, that certainly needs to be applauded. I, I will say, though, that, I mean, I love the physicality that Zeke brought. And I think against a guy like Cam Chancellor, it's necessary. But I don't know that I want to see this every week. I mean, and, and maybe that's my psychological element. Just, you know, now I'm, I'm vulnerable to the fragility because of things like, like Romo getting hurt. Um, but do you think that that's who he's going to be? Do you think this pad level is what he's going to show week in and week out? Or do you think it's a, a result of it's his first competitive football game in so long and just, you know, being so jacked up? That's that's I don't have any any evidence that he's going to show me anything different than what he's shown me so far. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what he's shown us so far is that he's this kind of guy. He's a physical player. He can be a downhill player, but he has the burst and top end speed to, to take it to the house if need be. And um, I think, you know, the, the good news is that the other guy that looked fantastic again tonight when and whenever he's got an opportunity is Alfred Morris. And, you know, and he's a legit runner as well that, that, you know, is when they feel like they need to spell this kid, which, you know, might be often, they got him there. And, and not to mention Dunbar and, and whatever happens to, to McFadden, if they put him on NFI, he'll be, you know, kind of the platoon later on in the year. It's, it's, the, the, the key thing is the offensive line, really. Mm-hmm. And, and as much as Zeke is fantastic, the fact those guys on the field, it's a trump card that can beat almost any team, and it, and it, you know, solves a lot of problems on both sides of the ball when you have a good run game and a good offensive line. For sure. So, this you know, this offense is going to be top five. I think is is a conservative you know expectation for them. This defense, you know, we know is is going to be you know let, let's just call it spade a spade. They're going to be bad. They're going to be poopy. And so. What did you see tonight that concerns you? And what did you see that might make you feel like, man, these guys, you know, they're not as bad as I, you know, as the exaggeration is for them. It's about properly calibrating expectation. Mm -hmm. And I think with the defense, you know, the defense 
its goal at this point is to stop the bleeding and Survive. you know basically stop yeah stop points right. basically so so what i care about is how's their red zone defense and how's the points looking because you know what they can march up and down on the field all they want if they're not getting six at the end of the the drive then it's a win for this defense i think mm-hmm. and and so you know this isn't going to be the seattle defense right so, no, yeah, I mean, I agree, and I, I think that you certainly have to temper expectations. And maybe maybe I'm just sort of a prisoner of the moment here, and sort of, you know, that second half was awful. And, you know, to be fair, half those guys, you know, if not all of them, aren't even going to make this team. Um, but you're right. And it's vanilla. They're not, they're, they're not doing very much, you know. And, and I think that's, that's an excuse for both sides at times, but this team specifically. No, yeah, I mean, they're, um, you know. They're obviously in the third preseason game of the season. I think that's the best way to kind of describe their M.O. And, um, you know, I think that you're right. I think that they're playing a specific style of game overall, and they're banking on that. They've had success with it before. And if they don't, I mean, obviously they have themselves to blame. That's the makeup of the team. That's the philosophy of the game plan. Um, But, you know, to the point where we made earlier, if Zeke's really thumping that ball up and down the field, you can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think again with the defense, it's one of those things that it's on the it's say what you will about say what you will about like their choice of, you know, personnel. It they've tended to go young and with talent and upside. For sure. And I mean, those are some great points and it was a really interesting game and I think there's a lot to take away from it and a lot to be excited about. And seriously, Landon, I want to thank you for coming on the RJO show. I really appreciate it. I know you're really busy, and I I know that people uh, enjoy your work. You can check out Landon. You can follow him on Twitter at MechCool. That's M-C-C-O-O-L-B-T-B. And you can listen to the Blog and the Boys podcast. It's excellent. Him and Joey Ikes do a stand-up job. Landon, thank you so much for coming on the RJO show. What's up, RJ Osho? There's something that I really want to tell you about. It's something that I'm really excited about and something that I think is going to make the 2016 Dallas Cowboys season and residually the NFL season a whole lot more fun for all of us. Every day, beginning Monday, August 29th, I will be streaming on Ocho Live. That's right. Every single day, beginning Monday, August 29th, through the Super Bowl. Every day, you can fire up Ocho Live by following me, RJ Ochoa, on Periscope, or Inside the Star, our official Facebook page. Go like us. You can watch us on either platform, and we'll be talking about the Dallas Cowboys. We'll have guests on, and we'll have a whole lot of fun as we enjoy this magical ride and wherever it takes us. Follow me on Periscope and Twitter, at RJ Ochoa, and go like Inside the Star on Facebook. Let's get back to this episode of the RJ Ochoa. The greatest game we won't hear a word say. Welcome back to the RJO Show. I hope you're having a great day. Whenever you're listening to this, I hope you're having a great hour, a great minute, a great second. I hope your life is going fantastically. Welcome back to the RJO Show. Like I said, thank you to Landon McCool from bloggingtheboys.com and the Blogging the Boys podcast for taking the time out of his post-game ritual to come on the RJO Show and talk about this great game that we all love it is very late into the night and i'm having a lot of fun honestly you know i think it's cool to sort of provide that peek behind the curtain because i'm be honest with you i'm exhausted but i'm also filled with energy because 
it's football season. I, I talked about that right before we jumped into the landing, uh, you know, conversation. We are 75% through the preseason. And what's super awesome about that is the last 25%, the last quarter, the fourth game is nothing. I mean, it's just, you know, a formality. You know, so the fact that the Dallas Cowboys, my team, your team, if you're a Cowboys fan listening, the fact that they escaped, that's why I picked that song from Boys Like Girls, The Great Escape. The fact that they escaped seemingly unscathed is cause for celebration. Did we have a scare that is going to cause me a lot of nightmares and a lot of cold sweats? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to sleep well for like, you know, I don't know, probably like two days if I'm being totally honest with you. In fact, I'll probably sleep well right now if I'm being really honest, but... I mean, this is a big deal. And not only is it a big deal that we escaped injury-free, but it's a big deal because it means that football season is here. I already had my fantasy football league draft for my main fantasy league. Now I'm in a bunch of leagues, but this is my main league. I'll be talking about it, I think. I'll mention it. You heard about it last, you know, earlier in the week with Jimmy. Um, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's got Jimmy, my dad, my cousins, my old college buddies from Texas A&M. Whoop. And... Um, it's a lot of fun, and I'm really excited about it, and I'm really excited about the preseason sort of getting through its most important game, which uh, which we just did with the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm excited about this routine that we're going to be doing on the RJO show. Like I said, every Sunday night, immediately after the Sunday night football game, whether the Cowboys play or not, I'll jump on Ocho Live, we'll talk about what we saw, the craziness that it was, because if we're being honest, the NFL is a crazy thing. And then I'll jump into the podcast booth and we'll do one of these things. That's the same song and dance, and we're going to have a whole lot of fun doing it. Now, make sure you sign up for my weekly Pick'em League. If you need the link, tweet at me, get at me on Facebook, find a way, because it's totally free to enter. All you do is pick each week's winners based on the point spread, you know, and that's it. It's totally free. The winner, whoever picks the most correct games across the whole 2016 season, gets a free NFL jersey of their choice. Do you like free things? Because I'm trying to give them to you. Now come get free things. So I'm really excited about this, guys. I'm really excited about this season. And I'm just grateful. I'm just happy. You know, I I said right now that I hope you're having a great minute and great second. All of my seconds are great. I love life. And uh, I love doing podcasts. I love doing Ocho Live and writing friends at the star.com. And make sure you're checking that out. We have tons of great content coming up. Lots of post-game reactions. We're going to have lots of analysis on the Romo situation, Dak, Zeke, this, that, the other. You get the picture. And um, seriously, I'm I'm just happy. Just consider this an audio hug right? You know, it's just a big audio hug and I'm excited about where this season's going to take you, where it's going to take me and where it's going to take us together. I am a big believer in the power of social media and the power of media in general. I think that sports media and just pop culture media, I'm talking movies, television, theater, all media is growing at such an exponential rate. I think a year from now, two years, five years from now, we're going to be sitting here and being like, man, this is insane. The level of consumption that we have for media is crazy. And I think it's awesome that we're taking advantage of that together. We're on this ride together. We are one, the RJO Show, Ocho Live, Inside the Star community, and we're having fun in the process. Thank you for tuning into this episode. We will be back on the RJO Show next week, talking about the latest and greatest news in the National Football League. And in case you missed it, I am starting Ocho Live streams every day beginning monday august 29th now you can check that out on my own personal periscope find me rjo cho is my username real simple or the inside the star official facebook live feed just find inside the star on facebook like us and that's all you have to do every day we're gonna be talking about whatever we can we're gonna have a great time and it's gonna be a whole 
a lot of fun. And then we'll be back here, uh, like I said, next week. And then immediately after the Houston Texans final preseason game, the Dallas Cowboys will play in Dallas on, uh, on Thursday night. So have a great weekend. You know, get some sun. Enjoy the final uh, weeks of summer before the fall hits. I'm so excited. It's just, this is the best time of year. And uh, so enjoy that. You know, have a great weekend. If you're drafting for your fantasy football league, I hope you get a great team. Let me know who you get. Reach out to me. Let me know. Email me. Tweet me. Do whatever you got to do. But let's talk. Have a great weekend, like I said, for the third time. That's how important it is to me that I want to say it three times, four times. Have a great weekend as always. Go Cowboys. And peace out. Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Tell me. Oh, what you gonna do? Do you wanna get down? Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Tell me. Oh,